Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Treeblosser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People applying Rotary's motto of service above self. And today our special guest is Tom Johnson, author, historian, discussing Bannerman Island's fascinating history and the importance of restoring the Bannerman Castle. Well, Tom Johnson, welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Now, you know, when I take the Amtrak down to New York City, and if I sit uh, on the uh, riverside of the train, at some point we pass what looks like a haunted castle, a broken down haunted castle. And that is Bannerman's Island, is it not? Yes, that is Bannerman's Island Arsenal you were passing. An arsenal. So they used to store uh, munitions there? Yes, it was the private arsenal for the Francis Bannerman and Sons business. They stored weaponry there. They had a private army? No, they didn't have a private army. Basically, Francis Bannerman was the man who uh, Mm -hmm. came up with the concept of the Army-Navy store. And um, at the end of the Spanish-American War, through the process of sealed bid, he purchases 90% of the captured military goods. Amongst that is a large supply of black powder. He needs a place for safe storage. And he would purchase the island to build a warehouse out there to store these goods. And he decided to build the warehouse in the shape of a, 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 what at one time, I'm sure, was a quite beautiful castle. Yeah. Originally, the first structure, which was built out there in 1901, was just a three-story brick structure that didn't really have castle-like qualities. But in 1905, as he does his first expansion, now he starts designing the architecture to be more reminiscent of Scottish baronial, Moorish, and other um, European castles. With the turrets. That's one of their signatures, correct? Yeah, there are a number of turrets and bastions, uh, crenellated walls. Um, It's all those architectural details that he brought um, into his mix of his version of a castle. Mm -hmm. Now, Tom Johnson, you've authored a book called uh, Bannerman's Island as part of the Images of America series available on Arcadia Publishing Press, uh, arcadiapublishing.com. And um, why did Mr. Bannerman build a castle for a warehouse as opposed to just a simple structure? Well, I think it's part of the times when he was living. You know, 100 plus years ago, when you built a structure for your business, you built it with a lot more pride, in my opinion, than we do now. Now we tend to build just boxes to store goods. Right. He built a structure that had a whole lot more identity. And I think that identity was also used by him as a sales tool. Um, He painted on the north wall uh, Bannerman's Military Magazine in the address of his New York City store. So it was a bit of an advertising gimmick. And that gimmick not only worked for him, but it was used by the New York Central Railroad and is now used by Amtrak and Metro North as a backdrop to advertise trains. Uh, The Hudson River Dayliners used it um, to advertise in a sense. So it it made people want to ride boats or trains because you would be passing this wonderful piece of architecture. And Mr. Bannerman was also getting the benefit of people who were curious enough walking into a store and purchasing goods. Down from in him. New York City. Yes. Now, you say he bought the entire island. Do you know how much he paid for it? Um, yeah, he paid, I believe it was $1,600 for it in 1900 So that would be worth what today? Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. Probably I, I have no over a million dollars? Just a guess? Um, it's six and three quarter acres. Um, oh, all right. So right you, in the, you the could, heart you of the could, Hudson River. Yeah. It's a thousand feet from the east shore. Now, does, uh, does uh, the Bannerman family own the real estate anymore? Is it is it a trust? Is it a historical landmark? How is it held? Well, uh, the Bannermans uh, continued to run um, the island arsenal until the 1960s. By 1967, a lot of the goods had been removed, 
and it was sold with the help of the Rockefellers in the Jackson Hole Preserve, held by them for about a year, and then donated to the citizens of the state of New York to be part of the Hudson Highland State Park under the jurisdiction of the Taconic State Park Commission. So in a sense, it's part of our parks system. Okay, gotcha. So, and how did you get involved? Uh, I grew up downriver in Dobbs Ferry, New York. Uh, I'm a railroad enthusiast. I love riding trains. Uh, and uh, as a young man in high school, uh, I was shown a photograph of the 20th Century Limited passing the castle. And my curiosity was piqued. I enlisted at the help of a couple of friends, and we drove up, and I stood on the shore looking across the 1,000 feet to the uh, island and the ruins of the arsenal and was hooked. I was going to ask, say, what kind of shape was it in there? What was the con- what What were the conditions of uh, the island and the arsenal and the castle? At that time, quite poor. Um, the arsenal was basically empty and um, had uh, experienced a fire in 1969, a fire of undetermined origin, left mostly just the masonry wall standing. Now, there, there still wasn't explosives there was at that time, were there? No, all of the hazardous materials had been removed by the Bannermans with the help of uh, a munitions expert who uh, cleaned the island in the 1950s. Now, can people uh, go on Bannerman's Island today? Is it a tourist spot? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We do offer, through the Bannerman Castle Trust, uh, guided tours. Uh, there are a number of different operators from the Hudson River Adventure Company, who is out of Newburgh. And they operate a boat called the Polypel, which will take you to a dock that we've constructed on the north side of the island. And where does it leave from? Uh, it leaves on weekends, Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, one trip leaves from Newburgh. One trip leaves from Beacon. And is the cost of the, is there a tour donation yeah. or how does it work? It's, uh, I believe it'll still be $30 this coming year for the ride out. And then you're met by a trust guide a historian, Mm -hmm. who will take you on about an hour and a half uh, walk around the gardens that Mr. Bannerman and his wife, Helen, laid out and give you the historical information. And let's just say the outfit that provides these tours. Again, let's give them one more plug for our listeners who might be interested in doing something like that. Well, there's a number of them. The first one that I've mentioned is the Hudson River Adventures or the Pride of the Hudson, uh, their vessel, the Polypel. But there's also Storm King Adventure Tours, and they offer kayak tours. In fact, uh, not only they, but the outfitter out of Cold Spring and another one from Beacon offer kayaking tours. Where so you can get yourself out there, so to speak. You're guided out by professional kayaking guides, uh-huh. and then again, you're met by a tour, tour guide, guide, and you get the tour. Sarah, you take the kayak. I'll be on the ferry boat. <laughs> You'll be waving. <laughs> I'll be waving. I'll throw you a sandwich. Our uh, guest to here on Radio Rotary is author Tom Johnson, author of Bannerman Castle, part of the Images of America series, available uh, from Excellent Arcadia. Excellent series, by oh, the way. Yes, uh, available from Arcadia Publishing at ArcadiaPublishing.com. We're talking about Bannerman Island and Bannerman Castle, uh, an absolutely fascinating subject. And if you know, you're ever on the Amtrak, take a look out the window on the Hudson River side between New York City and Albany, and you'll see the uh, the castle. Um, now, recently, there was uh, a, a crumbling of a part of the facade. Tell us about that, Tom. Well, there were actually two collapses. The first one was on the 27th of December of 2009, uh, and we were, it was reported actually by a, a railroad workers to the trust that um, they observed that part of the castle seemed to have, have collapsed. And uh, it was true. We had had heavy weather. A nor'easter had blown through, and we lost uh, about a third of the uh, south wall of the tower 
and two-thirds of the east wall. Then about 30 days later, another nor'easter came through. This was in January of 2010. And at that point, the remainder of the east wall and all of the north wall and a little more of the south wall collapsed. So we've lost about 60% of it. So, I mean, is there a restoration uh, plans in, in the future? That, and, and I have a follow-up question to that. Who maintains? Where does the funding come from? Well, um, there is an effort to do work on the island. In fact, this spring, um, the plans are in place and the architectural uh, plans are already done. And a contractor has been uh, chosen to do work on the Bannerman family residence, which is also on the island. Uh, And we've already done a um, scanning of what remains of the tower. So we have an architectural record for, you know, hopefully being able to replace Re- it in the future. Restore it. Or well, restore or replace. We're replacing at this point. I some think of it would be a restoration because still about 40% of that tower stands. So where does the funding come from? Well, uh, I mean, it's held in a trust. Correct? Well, it's not really it held in a trust. Or part of the parks uh, system, you said, yes. correct? The um, state park system? State parks put up some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the trust has... Um, gotten money through a variety of sources. You know, if you want to be a member of the Bannerman Castle Trust, your dues pay not only for the newsletter, but pay for some of the functioning of the trust. So there is a 501c3 mechanism here if people wanted to contribute? Absolutely. They can do that? And how? where would be the contact information? Where would you go online or... Well, you could contact the Bannerman Castle Trust uh, through the website, um, which... Which is... BannermanCastleTrust.org, I believe. .org, okay. And people at home, get a pencil and paper. We'll repeat that in the second half of the show. Um, our, our mailing address is uh, Glenham, New York. Um, I don't have the exact post box number with me, but it is Glenham, New York, Bannerman Castle Trust. Um, so you can contact us through that, that source as well. Let me remind our listeners that they're in tune with Radio Rotary on Hudson Valley Talk Radio and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at www.radiorotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebowasser. My co-host is the effervescent Sarah O'Connell. And our very special guest is Tom Johnson, author and historian. We're talking about Bannerman Castle and Bannerman Island. And tell us, Sarah... Who brings us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Radio Rotary is brought to us by Rotary District 7210, Rotary International, and the Rotary Clubs of Arlington, Brewster, Cairo, Chester, Congress Valley Cottage, Fishgill, Goshen, Highland, Hyde Park, Kingston, Kingston Sunrise, and Millbrook. And we'll be back with more of Radio Rotary after these important messages. Alone, our reach is limited. No matter how great our intentions, on our own, we can only stretch so far. But at Rotary, we believe the right group of people working together can make our communities, our world, a better place. Rotary is a worldwide network of community volunteers dedicated to helping people in need. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Join actor Kevin Bacon and his band, the Bacon Brothers, for a rockin' good time and lively benefit concert at the Bardavon Theater in Poughkeepsie on Sunday, January 30th, 2011, from 5 until 7 p.m. Proceeds support free surgery here and abroad for children with facial deformities. Sponsored by Healing the Children Northeast. For ticket information and the event, call the Bardavon or 860-355-1828. 
Call the Bardavon for this wonderful event, the Bacon Brothers, or 860-355-1828. Jettleson, Giordano, and Siegel, CPAPC, is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845-692-9500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm Sarah O'Connell, joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser. And today, our special guest is Tom Johnson, author, historian. And we're talking about Bannerman Island and the fascinating history of Bannerman Castle. Uh, we're, we've also gotten into a lot of your published material uh, books that you have written. You're an expert on the castle and um, the island, and the ho- hopefully the future res- restoration or replacing some of the damage that has happened. And for those of us who joined us uh, late, uh, Bannerman's yep. Island is just off the Hudson River, right, Tom? Yeah, it's a thousand feet from the east shore, uh, pretty much halfway between Cold Spring and Beacon, New York. Where can and- you see it from the shore? If like, can we do by vehicle, by train, by? Can we give people a couple of options? Yeah, uh, in a lot of ways, the best way to see it is from the train because you, you pass it. Unfortunately, it's about eighty miles an hour, so it's pretty quick. Um, but it's distinctive. Yeah, and it's such a nice ride along there as you're going through the Hudson Highlands. Um, if you want to see it and uh, stand on the shore, um, you have to take Route 90 south from Beacon. After you pass the Duchess Manor and you go down the bottom of the hill park and walk to a pedestrian overpass where Metro North has a little station called Breakneck and uh, look out in the Hudson and you'll see it. Now, let's say you decide to uh, make a day of it. You take uh, one of the boats available from prideofthehudson.com, Hudson River Adventures, uh, to go out to uh, Bannerman Castle in Bannerman Island. You step off the boat and um, they have gardens there, you say? Yeah, what will happen is you come on to a dock on the north side of the island, Mm -hmm. and uh, tour guides will meet you. You'll walk up about 80 stairs uh, to get to the top of the island, and the tour guides will walk you through uh, the gardens that are being rehabbed by uh, volunteers uh, from the trust who work out there during the week to bring back the gardens that Frank and Helen Bannerman laid out. And so you get a tour uh, you get to see the ruins up close and go to the Bannerman residence. Uh, it's quite an experience. And can you uh, stay and have a picnic, or uh, there's restaurants there? Or? No, there's there's no. No, none of that there yet. Although that would be uh, something that would be Sarah and quite I can nice. set up a hot dog stand, I guess. That's right. <laughs> it's uh, an opportunity. Had, yeah, we have had some special events where we've oh, had yeah? um, like a teas and uh, other kinds of events where you know, food service was part of it, and people brought in. A um, catering service or yeah, something like that? It could like be that. like that. I mean, we're open to suggestions mm-hmm. um, in terms of any way that the public can participate, be on the island, and raise some money for the trust. Absolutely. 
How about like weddings and bar We did have one. Is that right? Yeah. um, Belinda Kirschhofer was married on the island. Her uh, parents are the owners of the boat, the Pride of the Hudson. Oh, how nice. So her connection and work work with the trust, um, yes, we, we did have one wedding. Perhaps Betty Renner, our producer, can arrange to have our next fan club meeting, Sarah, out there. Well, it would be your thousands fan club because you have fans galore. I have nothing. That's not true. I'm a big fan. <laughs> As is Tom Johnson, our guest, talking about Bannerman Castle. Tom is the uh, co-author of a book called Bannerman Castle, part of Images of America. It's available on Arcadia Press, which is ArcadiaPublishing.com. And it's a fascinating book with some uh, glorious photographs of the uh, castle in its heyday and and currently uh, in its current state. Now, during the tour, uh, Tom Johnson, are you allowed in the castle, or is it not quite structurally sound enough yet for that? No, we don't go into the castle ruins. And having been there, there's not a lot to see. Uh, What is really interesting to see is the exteriors and the gardens. And the gardens. Yeah. And I should give a plug for the gardens. Uh, We have a wonderful woman by the name of Donna Blakemore. She leads the uh, garden committee and brings the volunteers out there every week uh, and has really recreated a lot of these gardens. And let's say some of our listeners are interested in uh, in lending a hand to this wonderful work at Bannerman Castle and the restoration or working on the gardens. Uh, how can they reach you folks? Uh, get a hold of the trust through the Internet, and you want to talk to Barbara Gottlock, who is the volunteer coordinator, and she's also my co-author, along with her husband, Wes, who does not get credit on the cover but did a lot of work on the book with us. Um, they will set it up so that you can participate as a volunteer. Do you have a phone number, a website? Um, I don't have their phone number with right. me, okay. but, uh, you, but, but you can get it through the website. Which is? Uh, BannermanCastleTrust.org. BannermanCastleTrust, as if it was one word, mm-hmm. .org. I believe so, yes. Okay. Now, Tom, when we were off mic, you had mentioned that you're working on a sequel or a second book or updating this one? Well, uh, we're thinking about updating this one. What has happened since the book came out a couple of years ago is more information has come forward. You know, as we've... How does that happen? uh, People who... From where? What are the resources? People who see the book, who had experiences, uh, you know, with the island back in the 60s, going, oh, I have photographs. Uh, Just a couple of days ago, somebody emailed me a whole bunch of photographs from 1965. Wow. When they were cleaning up the island in preparation for the sale. And they're fascinating photographs. So because we've gotten information out there, it's motivated people to bring information, you know, towards us, which now, is Tom, wonderful. Tom Johnson, I know you have a variety of interests, not just Bannerman Castle. And um, you've got a fascinating background in, in, in the performing arts. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I was the... Uh, Art and photography teacher at the Irvington High School. I also taught tech theater there for over 30 years. That's like stagehands and lights and makeup and things like that. Uh, I didn't do makeup, but I I, I did design (laughs) and construct scenery. All right. And you you taught the students how to do that. Uh, Actually, yeah, that's really what I was doing. Oh, fantastic. Now, I know you have also another interest besides Bannerman Castle. I don't know when this man sleeps. He has so many interests. And that's the Catskill Mountain Railroad. Tell us about that. What is the Catskill Mountain Railroad? Um, it was originally Ulster and Delaware Railway. It ran from Kingston Point all the way up to Oneonta and was the original conduit into what was America's first resort area, the Catskills. And it ran as a functioning railroad up until the 1970s. Um, passenger service had ended in the 50s, but freight continued to be shunted through the rail system until the 1970s. It was closed down um, 
at that point, and then citizens uh, came together. Actually, the counties of Ulster and Delaware did the smart thing and bought the right away. Right. So they preserved it. And then citizens came forward and have, uh, in the Ulster, Delaware, uh, excuse me, Ulster County part, um, been working together um, to reopen this, this rail line for tourist trains. And now you have uh, restored engines and passenger compartments, correct? Yeah, and we've got quite a bit of track that we can operate on. We run two uh, different uh, services, one from... Um, Kingston out to the Esopus, which is a short shuttle that we do mostly for holiday things, like we did a holiday train right. uh, this past December. Uh, and we also offer a service up from Phoenicia, New York, down towards Colebrook or Boyceville. Um, and it's all during the spring, summer, fall season. And you have uh, conductors and, and engineers in vintage costume, I know. Yes, we do. And it's a, it's a fun ride. And um, uh, if people are interested in the Catskill Mountain Railroad... Uh, where would they find more information? Well, you can contact us through postbox uh, 1415 Kingston, New York, or you can call 845-688-7400. That's Catskill Mountain Railroad, PO Box 1415 Kingston, 12401, or 688-7400. And um, when does the railroad run? Just during the uh, nice weather or around the, around the uh, calendar? Mostly during the um, spring, summer, and fall, although mm -hmm. we do offer some limited you know, holiday service uh, around uh, December. Right. Now, getting back to Bannerman Castle and your uh, outstanding book, Bannerman Castle, part of the Images of America series, Tom Johnson, available from Arcadia Publishing. That's ArcadiaPublishing.com. And I assume it's in bookstores around the Hudson Valley? Yeah, but if you could, buy it through the trust, uh, because the most amount of financial support now goes to the trust. And the trust's e uh, website again is? BannermanCastleTrust.org. BannermanCastleTrust.org. Um, what does the future hold for Bannerman Island and Bannerman's uh, Castle? I feel pretty optimistic, even though we lost a good part of the tower last year. Um, we've also gained a lot more interest um, and a lot more support from the public. You know, one of the things that I've learned about the Rotary, it's, you know, service above self. You know, how do we help our communities become better? Um, I think that's a, an important life lesson. Well, that's something that I think is uh, part of the Bannerman Castle Trust mentality, and I'm optimistic that more and more people are going to come forth and assist us either as volunteers or financially. Well, Tom Johnson, author of Bannerman Castle, historian and uh, outstanding um, volunteer for many organizations, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. My pleasure. And Sarah, who do we have to thank today for bringing us Radio Rotary this week? Radio Rotary is brought to us this week by Rotary District 7210, Rotary International, and the Rotary Clubs of Newburgh, New Paltz, New Windsor, Cornwall, North Rockland, Pleasant Valley, Port Jervis, Poughkeepsie, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, and Southern Ulster. For Sarah O'Connell, this is Jonah Tree Boisser thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next Friday morning at 9 o'clock for another edition of Radio Rotary right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. What would you do if a friend, coworker, or a loved one collapsed? Calling 911 alone will not be enough. Over 1,000 people a day die from sudden cardiac arrest. Many can be saved with early intervention. HealthSave offers CPR courses on a daily basis at our facility in Rockland County. We'll come to your home or business if you prefer. Call us toll-free at 877-277-6233. That's 877-277-6233. Or visit our website at healthsave.com. That's 
H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V.com. Leave the E off of save for emergencies. CPR training is for everyone. Learn CPR. Become a lifesaver. The Rotary Club of Cortland Manor invites you to the Upper Westchester Food and Wine Festival. Sunday, January 30th, 2 to 6 p.m. at the Cortland Colonial Restaurant, 5714 Old Albany Post Road, Cortland Manor. $45 in advance, $55 at the door. For more information, 914-293-0710. 